0: If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT
1: socks. The TNT shop is now open at TNTradio.live. You're with Hervoye Morich on today's
2: News Talk Radio, TNT. Happy Tuesday. January is almost gone here in 2024. We got Terry Wolf joining us first hour and lecturer Stuart J. Hooper coming on second hour to talk GEO politics. And we have the FBI yesterday tweeting out this is FBI El Paso. We look forward to being on the University of Texas El Paso's campus, participating in their spring career fair. The FBI is committed to strengthening its workforce and connectivity with our community by continuing to prioritize diversity, equity, and inclusion dei within our efforts um i i guess they're not prioritizing fighting crime uh, i mean, that should be like the number one thing uh not dei and my recent podcast guest Jay michael walter says fbi pushes woke themes to recruit woke college students to build a permanently woke bureau sounds like fun uh, i thought this was interesting dennis my fellow croatian american dennis Kucinich, um, he is he's announced his candidacy for the U.S. House of Representatives from Ohio's 7th District as an independent. He says, because I am uniquely able to reach in and to help to heal the partisan divide, to bring people together and to help reestablish the sense of unity, which is the essence of who we are as the United States. That is interesting. And in New York, New York is considering relaxing work qualifications for thousands of jobs to hire migrants. So relaxing qualifications for thousands of jobs to hire migrants who have legal work status in the US. They're looking to create transitional titles to allow migrants who have received federal work authorization to work in the state workforce. Um, And there are at least 4000 state jobs um, honestly this is strange you know i i lived in kazakhstan i just it just does not you know cross the mind that a non-kazakh would work for the kazakh government generally or you know even down here in mexico i mean there are exceptions but i mean heck i i'm even a mexican citizen and i'm not allowed to serve in the uh, i think mexican foreign uh, um, service because i'm not born in mexico so but hey, let's just you know, well, we'll we'll hire um, foreigners to work in our government. Perfect. Try that in any other country around the world, and see what happens. Um, Texas Democrat posts tweet calling for bombing American citizens. It's almost like they're 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 using the script from that Hollywood Civil War uh, movie. So the Texas Democrat, uh, I guess, alludes to bombing American citizens who support Texas against the Biden regime over the border. We are talking about some dude called Gene Wu. Yes, I assumed his gender. Uh, He says it's all fun and games until someone eats a drone-fired Hellfire missile. All right, Gene. Yeah, great idea. Democide, that's what comes to mind. Democide, our own government's killing us uh you know 20th century the number one cause of death was government death by government as R.J. Rummel the historian um discusses the Chinese now are even even having fun uh regarding what's uh, transpiring out out in the U.S uh appeared today uh some the, the some folks out in China are war gaming the breakup of the United States Uh, They've um, got a map in Chinese and English of the U.S. broken apart from Arkansas down to Florida. You've got the Christian states of America. Texas is the Christian Republic of Texas. Free states of America are the Dakotas and Idaho's. United Pacific states, the western uh, west coast. Uh, United Atlantic states, east coast, and um, so forth. Uh, Interesting there. So what's going on? U.S. is facing death spiral of swelling debt, says one Nasim Taleb. Right? You know, he's he was pretty bad on COVID, if you ask me. But um, still, I listen to some of these people because they have uh, certain expertise in certain areas uh, where they know much more than I do, and I can still learn from people like Nasim Taleb. Uh, And he says only a miracle can reverse the problem. The renowned uh, economist believes the burgeoning debt pile is akin to a death spiral that only a miracle could extract the country from. This morning, I recorded a podcast interview with David Stockman, who was the budget director under Ronald Reagan, discussing his latest book. And um, he seems to uh, agree as well that uh, if things don't get turned around in this election cycle, I guess we are on a death spiral. And some more geopolitical news, Orban Viktor, as they say in Hungary, Viktor Orban, says, we made a compromise proposal regarding, you know, with the EU, the Fourth Reich, as I call it. In return, we were blackmailed by Brussels. The Brussels Blackmail Manual was published in the uh, Financial Times earlier this week. The cat is out of the bag. Forget about the rule of law. Hungary is blackmailed for having its own opinion on migration, the war in Ukraine, and gender propaganda. We will defend our interests hungary cannot be blackmailed we need more Viktor orbans if you ask me that is the correct attitude to take uh but you know that that's that's democracy brussels style the eu the, the new european soviet euroslavia for fourth reich uh and um also eu is calling to scrap gendered language which is uh absolutely totally insane um it says one guideline suggests reconsidering the order of common phrases such as king and queen why don't people just en masse begin ignoring all of these people booing them anywhere you see Ursula Gertrude von der Leyen uh boo her can I say throw a tomato at her I mean that's not violent I mean that's that was you know in the in the in the old days she's not gonna get hurt it's just a tomato right so (laughs) or a pie like in Bill Gates uh, a face. And so the EU, um, they want to get rid of stuff like no man's land or um, Joe public uh, and all sort of um, master of ceremonies. Can't say that. Best man for the job. No, no, no. Repair man. Mm-mm. Shrill. Yeah. So all right. Good No repair man. Mm-mm. Shrill. Yeah. So all right. Good luck with that, yeah, EU. All right, Uh, a reminder, um, uh, a reminder that if you ever miss your favorite TNT show, you can always listen back or uh, watch back whenever you want. Just go to the episodes at tntradio.live. We're also on the major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, and more. There's no reason to miss anything on TNT.
1: Giving you what you want. I want the fact.
2: Today's News Talk Radio, TNT the governor of montana has defended the state's decision to remove a 14-year-old girl from her father and stepmother's custody after they opposed a series of moves made to facilitate a sex change which they argue undermined their parental authority here with the story joining
3: me now tnt news producer adam clark aka ruckus Thanks, everybody. this is kind of a wild story. Uh by the way, this governor, uh Greg Gianforte, I don't I don't know if it's like pronounced that way, but Gianforte. Um, Republican, Republican governor of Montana. Uh, well, regardless, uh, he, oh, I don't know if he identifies that way. I'm sure he does, uh, called the case quote unquote tragic. But nonetheless stated that upon further review by Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juress, it was determined That the Montana Department of Health and Human Services and the court, quote, followed state policy and law, end quote, Uh, in a thread on X, Gianfort wrote, quote, to give them their best shot at reaching their full potential. Children deserve to grow up in happy, healthy homes with loving families. Sadly, this ideal is not always realized. Unfortunately, our society finds children whose life, health and well-being are at serious risk from abuse and neglect. And only as a last resort should they be removed from their home. He explained that after hearing about the case of Krista and Todd Kolstad and their daughter, he asked jurists to review it. Uh, he continues in his thread here, quote, consulting with the director of DPHHS and personally examining case documents, Lieutenant Governor Juris has concluded that DPHHS and the court have followed state policy and law in their handling of this tragic Case, end quote. She has been asked to, quote, continue monitoring the case as it progresses, end quote. Gianfort went on to boast about laws that, quote, ban permanent, invasive, life altering medical procedures on children like puberty blockers, hormonal treatments, and sex reassignment surgeries, end quote, in Montana. Laws which were circumvented in the Kolstad's case by having their daughter taken, against their wishes, to Wyoming where such procedures are legal without parental consent. The governor was slammed for his response to the case, with many questioning why officials had been so vehement in their desire to take the teen out of state. Others pointed out that he had vetoed House Bill 37, which would have required a warrant to remove a child from a home unless they were in imminent danger. Krista and Todd have been held in contempt of court We're speaking out against the state's handling of the situation, but have vowed to continue the fight. There's even a Give, Send, Go out there uh, launched by the sibling of, I believe, Todd. Uh, So you can find that out there if you so desire. Uh, But it reads the Give, Send, Go. Quote, I am setting up this Give, Send, Go campaign for my brother and sister-in-law who have fallen victim to the forced trans ideology, government, and medical tyranny that resulted in the medical kidnapping of their 14-year-old child in Montana, facilitated by Francis Mahone Deaconess Hospital in Glasgow, Montana, along with Montana CPS. They have been threatened, intimidated, mocked, had their characters attacked and custody is being stripped from them because they did not consent to transitioning a 14 year old child in mental crisis they need our help to meet the mounting expenses and legal fees as they fight to get their daughter back in a system that has become corrupt and weaponized against families will you please help us etc um and then it ends with help us bring holly home end quote very sad to see this for uh, What do you think about this?
2: Well, uh, I think we can strike Montana off the um, list now of places to uh, escape to, you know, namely uh, that part of the U.S. would be known as the American Redoubt, um, according to people like James Wesley Rawls of SurvivorBlog.com. Um, but, you know, I, I think if if generally, if you're good parents, this sort of thing shouldn't happen to you with your children. But again, the propaganda is just so pervasive. Uh, you know, I was just thinking what I would have done, I would have just left the country with the whole entire family. Um, but, you know, that's the great thing about having multiple passports or even if you don't have a second passport, just leave and go to a country where you <laughs> you could be able to stay and get a residency. Um, but you know, unfortunately, I do see this trend uh, as well. I often cite my countries because those are the ones that I follow most closely. But, you know, here in Mexico, you see this as sort of the the language of trying to indoctrinate, the, the gender indoctrination. Uh, and in Croatia as well, it's starting to pop up um, here and there in, in schools. Of course, not as bad as ground zero like North America uh, and West Europe. But again, um, this is the ideology of the globalist empire. Uh, and they're they're working hard to spread it everywhere they can. And I'm worried about rockets in the future. This as you alluded to this medical kidnapping. It's like forced transhumanism. Um, I think they're going to keep it's it's like the movies, you know, they're going to keep trying to push this sort of stuff. Um, And just reading the article where it says, as you mentioned, the doctors moved her out of state to Wyoming, despite the parents preferring a facility in Montana. And I'm like, I I couldn't imagine preferring a facility for my kid to change their gender it's uh, I don't ruckus I, I just I have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring with the, with these with these stories uh your, your further thoughts
3: yeah no the, yeah and they had the parents uh Krista and Todd uh they had no clue where the parents were I mean I mean where where uh, you know the child was what was happening to them they were given no updates they didn't know if uh The kid was okay, Uh, they had no idea what was going on, and then at some point, uh, they were returned uh, and then placed in a group home. Uh, And then after four months, the parents were were notified that custody was being granted to uh, CFS, and the agency would be allowing the child's birth mother in Canada to ultimately assume care. So they literally kidnapped the kid, gave gave them, I don't wanna... wrongly sex gender them or whatever the the transition surgery or whatever and then took the them away from the parents completely and gave it to the mom up in canada where i'm sure it's like they're they're all about that up there in canada right <laughs> where then eventually when when the child is old enough and depressed about the decision that they made maybe they can take advantage of that maid program there you go full circle
2: well it says in the report that the teenager is um Recently began to express suicidal thoughts, and with these kinds of situations, that is normal. I'm just looking at the this this blow up image of this uh, Montana Governor Greg Gianforte, and just trying to stare into his eyes, into his soul. Uh, I just just it's unfathomable, like how we have a governor like this. You know what would there's no way I could approve that as governor. I'm, I'm just staring at the guy. Just how do we have people like this? Uh, absolutely crazy ruckus all right i uh, will catch up with you in a bit we got terry wolf coming on wolfpox.com feel free to call in chat with us or uh send any comments or questions through the chat or email be right back tnt's steve
0: malzberg if a president could be prosecuted for things he did which he believed and was advised by his lawyers what what was was the duty of the president to do And then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted. The example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that uh, that Trump used. Steve Malsberg on today's News Talk TNT.
1: When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. Now I want to say this, and I'm going to say it just once. This is today's News Talk Radio,
2: TNT. You guessed it, it's Terry Tuesday, our man in Manitoba, Terry Wolf of wolfpox.com. Check out his website. Uh, he's got a bunch of books, been seen by millions on, on TikTok and and his substack as well which will be the disgusting uh, th- sorry discussing uh i keep forgetting the link winterchristian.substack.com how you doing terry
0: i'm doing pretty good thank you for having me back on uh yeah i did in fact write uh, some new substack articles i'm i'm quite happy with this last one um i i got a lot of comments on it it's it's actually getting a lot of discussion i think it's because it's tapping into what a lot of people are feeling which is what do we do when you know the stuff hits the fan where do we go how do we survive it's a very common topic on your show and i hear people talking about it Um, my substack article is called nowhere to go nothing to hide Um, it's part of a series of articles i've done called winter christian Uh, it's the name of the substack and i'm kind of getting down to the philosophy i have on on exactly this kind of question, because I'm fascinated by the psychology of the end game. You know, how do we, how do they manipulate us into certain um, strategies as things start to fall apart? Because past a certain point, people don't think logically anymore. It's just panic. It's, it's paranoia. And then, but the, the social engineers if there is this conspiracy of depopulation they have a plan you know they understand the psychology of what people do in a crisis because they've been overthrowing governments and killing people around the world for so long they have the CIA has an actual handbook on how people react under under crisis situations right so um in this article i talk about paranoid projection which is where If you're basically, and I I say it's subconscious, if you're subconsciously planning or hoping for to do something evil, uh, you become paranoid about that plan failing. And I use as an example that story we talked about last week about the Kentucky Haven um, with the far right by the Guardian, which was talking about these people wanting to have this you know, this plot of land in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee and be able to hide out there. And they're talking about it as if it's like a criminal gang that they've caught. And and I'm saying, look, they're calling it a haven. Um, they're also comparing it to the American Redoubt, which was in 2016 when Trump was, you know, running for office. And it's like, these are hideaways these are shelters essentially by all accounts and what is it that makes them so afraid of people having a shelter you know that's a very strange psychological thing um you know if it like i say in the article if it was a hindu shelter or if it was an atheist shelter would people be freaking out about it and saying this is some sort of you know headline worthy uh like scare story like I think it has to do with the subconscious fear of Christians wanting to defend themselves. If there's a collapse, and if there's something, if they, if you have plans to destroy Christians, then when you see them preparing for, for that scenario, you start to get paranoid and, and it goes on from there about how to think about as Christians, especially, um, you know, how to hide and protect yourself. So, um, i got a lot of comments on it because people are thinking about this some people are already homeless um and you know trying to figure out how to shelter themselves and you know it's horrible to think about people trying to take care of their family in these situations especially but um i want to explore the psychology of that before the collapse happens and see if i can give people some encouragement
2: yeah and you know just before continuing i came across there's a video i shared recently a clip where the guy was explaining that an uninformed majority will always lose a battle of information against an informed minority so uh and i think that's true that's why i I think the elite can do what they're doing they they are the the informed minority uh we are the uninformed majority uh, and they've got as you sort of alluded to they've got their strategic plans um they've got the resources to carry them out and I what also came to mind for me was the siege of Masada the first Jewish Roman war which took place around um 70. it's funny Wikipedia says common era um uh, <laughs> okay 73 years after what um the birth of Jesus so but I actually stood and when I visited Israel, I stood there. It's it's quite a wondrous place to be, and that's you know where the Israelites, as as they uh, you know as Israel was uh, being destroyed, um, they fled. That was their last stand, you know, on this big like mountain range, um, um, to hide away from the Romans. And as you depict, I think this is an important topic for me. I over the decades have switched from the you know the gut instinct is bunker mentality, right? buy right. uh get a bunker guns all that stuff but now I've transitioned kind of to what, what you're talking about here where uh you say let's face it there's no place to hide in the coming collapse especially if it's prophecy I've, I've got nothing against people trying to optimize their last days I love farms but, but don't you think clustering into an obscure little vill- village would just make it easier for FBI agents to round you all up and And, you know, not even related to this over the weekend, I was with a friend uh, here in Mexico who lives in the kind of ruralish area uh, of Mexico in the forest. Uh, And they they were saying, I mean, look, with technology, they can find him. They can find any of us. And, you know, what, what did I think there are times that you do have to cut and run, but I don't think we should live our whole lives like that. I've always had the mentality where like. I'm ready for the gulag, you know, like our, Art pastor, Arthur Pawlowski, when you watch videos of him, he, he puts, he makes his body limp and then they got to carry him off. I'm like, I'm already there like 20 years ago. You know, I'm just ready for the cops to come and take me away uh, for doing nothing. Right. For, you know, it's, it's, it's persecution that we're, we're, we're talking about. And so, yeah, your further thoughts on this.
0: Yeah. I'm, I have a, like a line that I really like from the Bible, uh, which is, um, the wicked flee when no one is pursuing but the righteous are bold as a lion that's from proverbs and i think it's a it's an insight into an ancient that that's an ancient observation that's a that's like a 3000 year old observation somebody made and it's still true now you know that that people who are planning to do evil are paranoid and if you and there's a common saying like if you have nothing to hide you know, why do you, that's an argument people make against privacy concerns. I'm all about privacy and I love that, you know, people have rights, but you have to also think the other way. Why are other people terrified of a peaceful Christian community wanting to get away from cities and have their own little place? It's, it's probably because they're planning something evil. And so they, they're paranoid, you know, even if you're not. And so um, there's a strange game happening in there in in uh, I suggest people read it if they want to also find out a little, some curiosities about the, the group that was doing this haven called New Founding. Um, I, th- I thought there were some weird coincidences there related to the movie The Purge from 2013. It's it's just sort of an interesting coincidence that um, they're called the New Founding. So And it ties in with Trump's idea of freedom cities, which he's planning on doing if he gets elected again
2: yeah and just to add a uh, read um the last part of your Substack. you say it'll be better to stay in your existing town allow them to arrest you on false charges jesus did not tell us to flee and hide but said it would be a time to serve as witnesses we have nowhere to go and nothing to hide evil will come for evil will come for us we will be unable to stop it uh and again you know i would just add a caveat you know it depends on the situation but I, I think in, in general, you hit the nail on the head. You say the world wants us to run. They want us paranoid. It proves them right. Uh, and I think, like you say, we have to have this attitude of, no, this is what I believe in. I'm right here. Come, you know, take me if, if, you, if you're gonna you know, arrest me. If not, let me go on my way. And so, uh, all right, we're gonna jump real quick to our headlines.
4: We're ready, we're ready, we're ready.
1: News. News the news is our business. And we never close. Never close.
0: TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. President Joe Biden has made a decision regarding how the United States will respond to the recent attack by Iran-backed militants that resulted in the deaths of three American soldiers. Minnesota Representative Ilan Omar, a member of the Democratic squad, is facing sharp criticism and calls for a resignation following a video clip that surfaced online indicating her prioritization of
3: Somali over American interests. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: We're back with Terry Wolf, wolfpox.com. I was just trying to think, you know, just to add one more thing, and if you have any other final thought on your substack, which talks about, you know maybe we don't have to run because i'm coming across a lot of people at the greater reset i'm going to anarcho people are just fleeing moving around the world um like i said th- there are times when you should do that but even myself here you know i live in uh narco territory in, Me- uh, in mexico i don't know if it's a self-defense mechanism but there's no way that i could be living i've been here before for a decade imagine living your whole life freaking out um you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to have to run, like there's no way to live. You're just going to go nuts. The stress is going to kill you. And so I've just, I've just come to terms with it. If tomorrow, um, you know, someone comes to take me away, so be it, you know, and because I, you know, I've got my, um, basic instructions before leaving earth, as they say, uh, Jesus is my parachute. And so, uh, there's nothing else that can be done to me, but you know, any final thought on that before maybe moving on to the topic of, of Texas, which is also related to this idea of, of fleeing and whatnot.
0: Yes, it is, but I would say that for me, it's more like, what's the alternative if you if you know that a threat is coming? You know, your your mind is going to you have fight or flight instincts. You're and and what Jesus did was show another option. You know, the guards were coming for him, the Garden of Gethsemane. You know, Peter cuts off one of the soldiers' ears, and he puts the ear back on and heals it, and he says, "No, nah, this is we're not fighting our way out of this. This is." And he goes with it. You know. And guess what? 2,000 years later, billions of people worship him and, you know, recognize him as a leader and an inspiration. We don't do that with people who go and kill their way out of situations. There's a reason why taking, and and Gandhi or whatever, you know, taking a pacifist stand is powerful. You know, it's one of the reasons Jordan Peterson blew up to be an international figure that people respected because when he was getting threatened, um, He just said, no, I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to act like a jerk and go crazy, but I'm going to take a principled stand and you're going to have to show the world what your cards are, you know, what you're actually planning on doing if somebody just refuses. And I think there's a lot of value in that compared to just trying to run away and and not be of any, you're not going to make a difference that way if you're hiding out somewhere, but you can make a difference if you're on the stand, so to speak. If you um get brought up and you have to testify about what you believe or whatever so i, I think there's some value there too and and on regards to the
2: the border crisis M- maybe just uh, before I, for- I i i just want to add one thing before getting to texas um what you reminded me about um this sort of attitude right and i've thought about it re- regarding the police the authorities here in mexico because i've heard story from mexicans where uh, you know the, the, the transit police or even just the regular police will um shake you down uh and stuff like this and try to intimidate you or you know it's, it's they got crazy rules here in Mexico where if like if, if you're speeding you're supposed to get a speeding ticket but sometimes the transit cop will say hey if you don't pay me a bribe I'm going to impound your car and you're like what do you mean the rules say you're supposed to give me a speeding ticket it's got nothing to do with impounding my car it's like well I'm going to impound your car if you don't give me a, a bribe you know this kind of stuff and what I've heard from people is if you have this more pacifist stance you know our, our initial reaction is like we want to get angry and argue with the guy you're you're a, a corrupt cop and i've from all the people that i've spoken to who here that have gotten successfully out of these situations you always want to go the peaceful route you want to, you always sort of want to respect the the, the person kind of play dumb uh, i've had people say um for friends of mine that said oh i'm a christian i can't pay a bribe and in the end they just let him go you know and so i think often um that's a better way to to att- um to react to some of these scenarios. But yeah, your thoughts on what is popping off in Texas? Well, yeah, it's kind of an example of that. Like these are peaceful
0: people. Another convoy we're talking about here. uh, The headline I saw was war tensions, army of God convoy heads to Southern border. Uh, This is just from yesterday. Uh, The war tensions are expanding the army of God. convoy is heading to the Southern border as tensions elevate between Biden and abbott the texas governor and uh the organizers of the convoy um, they call it take our border back say we're calling all active and retired law enforcement and military veterans mama bears elected officials business owners ranchers truckers bikers media and law abiding you know capital letters law abiding freedom-loving Americans to assemble in honor of our U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights. So nothing here is calling for violence. Uh, this is not a, a, a threat, but you can you can guarantee that the media is going to cover it as a terrorist convoy that's going to come in and try to, um, you know, threaten things. And, and just, you know, assuming since it's in Texas that it's going to be welcomed by Abbott and it's they're not going to have the Canadian treatment where they, uh, you know, they get attacked and horses are trampling over old women and stuff like that. But um yeah, it's just a sign of one of the ways people are trying to handle the crisis is to peacefully assemble, but call for, you know, military veterans to go there, people who, you know, might be open carrying guns and might be ready to defend themselves with force if necessary. So I'm Definitely got my eye on what happens here because again, the psychology. Um, if you're if you're scared of these types of people because you're part of the you know whatever you're some sort of Masonic uh, conspirator here, whatever the the reality is behind it, uh, you know, or just CIA controlling the narco states and saying it's election year, send as many as you can, you know, uh, whatever's really going on here, they're going to want to. They're not going to want to let this slide and let the media
2: cover it as a, a heroic assembly of freedom lovers. I, I, I wanted to get your thoughts maybe for a moment on comparing the U.S. trucker convoy to the Canadian trucker convoy during. So we had the Canadian trucker convoy during COVID 1984. Uh, and now we've got the American one during Civil War 2.0. Uh, and my impression is the one in Canada that that seemed to be organic. Like i think that was real authentic organic maybe later in you know they always the authorities always try to come in after the fact to infiltrate hijack destabilize uh they, they send the fed uh, undercover rcmp with a um uh, you know nazi poster or some right. silly stuff like that but it's it's funny memes immediately popped up so you know that story you shared take our border back convoy take our borderback.com and i saw that when it came out but imme- immediately on the telegrams, uh, I mean, th- there's just a lot of funny memes. One of them is the, you know, the, the classical FBI uh, agent, you know, wearing the FBI blue jacket with his um, suit and tie in his off- and his laptop with a gun next to the table. And it says, he's typing, let's have a peaceful assembly at the border. I'm a trucker just like you, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so it's, 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 we do have to think about that, you know, and, yes. and, um, I think we have a little bit more leeway time now for the Texas situation where the the feds could get there quickly, you know, we we saw what happened with J6 and so um do you think they're right. Well, I think this is going to be a year of false flags. You know, I interviewed Jay Michael Jay Michael Waller on my podcast last week. He was in the CIA and he he's now saying that expect false flags um this year and and pushes to instigate civil war. Um is that something you think we could be expecting i mean i would be surprised if there wasn't an organic attempt
0: um so whether this is that attempt or not i don't know but you know can't canada's convoy really did seem to move the needle and so it would make sense if during other uh crises there would be a convoy in fact there was one um in washington i believe wasn't it there was a giant convoy that went down to to Washington I believe but it it was almost like a media blackout nobody covered it it was actually like hundreds of sammies or something that went there for a couple of days and i remember seeing it and thinking it would be a huge event years of, like i don't know how long it was after the canadian one but um it it just didn't get any coverage this one if it gets more and more coverage and you start seeing it you know exposed everywhere that would almost suggest to me that it is a false flag um and then if things start going awry and and there's all these like connections to whatever, some sort of extremist groups or whatever. Yeah, I you got to wait and see um, how they spin it. But absolutely, false flags are in the cards. And if you're thinking of going there as an independent journalist, if somebody listening to this is going there, like watch for that, you know, report on that, any suspicious things going on in the convoy, that would be awesome to have somebody inside there showing us you know the the Fed erection sort of things going on
2: and Texas barbecue I sure miss the Texas barbecue uh <laughs> that I had last year when I was there for the uh, Ron Paul conference and American Liberty Awards uh if the, if they have another um Ron Paul conference in Texas this year I'll, I'll probably go and enjoy that Texas barbecue uh and, and that segues into the next story um you know meat steak, barbecue. You found this story. They are relentless. Terry, this is Associated Press or Associated Propaganda, as I might like to call it. Israeli company gets green light to make world's first cultivated beef steaks. Uh, And you look at the image, it looks absolutely disgusting. Uh, First steaks in the world made from cultivated beef cells, not the entire animal. Um, The move follows approval of lab grown chicken and you know as more time goes by terry i just think like how insane all of this is like it makes literally no sense from an economic environmental perspective it's just like it's total insanity what what do you make of it
0: well i think that's that's a good start i mean i think if you're if you're planning on destroying the ecosystem destroying farms and having people ultimately not know what they're even consuming um, You know, you can start with stuff like this, um, and there's not really any studies on the long-term health effects or anything. Of course, this is just insanity. Um, the company is from the, uh, you know, it got a go-ahead by the Israeli Health Ministry, which I'm sure was behind all their super aggressive Green Pass COVID uh, mandates back during that. So, you know, I-, I wonder right there if you could trust them. The move was announced by Israeli Prime Minister uh, Benjamin Netanyahu called it a global breakthrough. I don't see any way in which this is a global breakthrough because it's already being done in several parts of the world. Um, it's just, I guess they're trying to get it first onto market and actually sell the things. I think it should be illegal to call it a steak just by category. It's, it's not a steak. It's slime. It's mush. It's disgusting slime cells that they grew in a lab in a, in a Petri dish. Uh, the It says the beef will be grown from cells derived from a fertilized egg from a black Angus cow named Lucy living on a California farm. So you've got some cross country uh, cooperation there. More than 150 companies in the world are pursuing the goal of creating cultivated or Cell cultured meat, also known as lab grown meat. Uh, so it's a nightmare. I mean, this is Orwellian. You could put this in a George Orwell book and it would fit right in. It would be a nightmare scenario that this is what people are thinking of eating. This is what governments are approving and pushing as a health alternative, much like the plant based fake meat. Uh, it takes way more money and is super uneconomical to make this stuff. Animals just give birth to each other and you can kill them at some point and then have meat. This requires teams of scientists to go and cultivate and put it all together. So it's it's environmentally and, and economically insane as well. It's not just disgusting.
2: And I think you hit the nail on the head again. I think we are witnessing the transition to soiling green. So, you know, right now it's just the final... Um, paragraphs this cultivated meat is grown in just imagine this this cultivated meat is grown in large steel tanks using cells that come from a living animal fertilized egg or special bank of stored cells the original cells are combined with special nutrients like what's in there to help them grow into masses or sheets of meat that are shaped into familiar foods such as cutlets or steak and I think this is just like the first phase. Imagine, and, and they're using this opportunity now to uh, d- develop all this technology, streamline it. And then, and look, I don't doubt that they're going to like like soil, literally soiling green, that they'll start throwing people into the vats and, and they'll basically uh, transition us to become cannibals. Uh, we must stop this madness and we must also go to our break. We'll be right back de-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective
1: about 11 years ago dr michael mann slapped a lawsuit on mark stein and that is coming to trial now as a matter of fact the trial is going on but i can't figure out how this guy would do this let me read you some of his choice tweets Trump will happily kill you, your children, and your parents to get elected. The GOP is pure evil. The GOP is a scourge upon the earth that must be destroyed. They are evil in the purest forms. It's not just Trump, but the entire Republican party that is rotten and evil to its very core. The GOP is pure evil, must be destroyed. I guess he tweeted that twice. (laughs) Third one. The GOP is such a pure form of evil. The modern GOP is one of the most purely evil entities in the world today. This is a man who advocates for a one-party system and he's one of the prominent climate scientists out there that is pushing this agenda which is designed to do just that. Eliminate all opposition eliminate freedom of thought, whether it's with climate or with everything else, and simply just toe the line to what he and his ilk want. So it's a very important trial. Apparently, Mark Stein said that he was a fraud because of his hockey stick. Now, I'm not gonna use that terminology. You know why? Because I've never looked at the data that he used. But wouldn't it make you suspicious the reason I can't see it? is because he won't let anyone else see it. This is the man who wants a one-party system in the United States. This is TNT climate and weather watch dog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. And may the forecast be with you. It's the only weather you've got.
4: As a combat wounded veteran, I know how hard it is to come home and build a meaningful life. When I was in Iraq, our vehicle was hit a rocket propelled grenade exploded right under my seat. Traumatic brain injury, a fractured pelvis, severe burns. They didn't think I was gonna make it. I had to learn to walk again and live with the scars, both visible and invisible.
3: DAV helps
0: veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways.
4: With DAV on my side, I was able to pursue my dreams. If my story can touch a heart, it can change a life. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans.
1: Latoya Lucas, may your
0: victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to
3: DAV.org.
2: Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. It's our final segment here with Terry Wolf, but don't worry. He should be back. Uh, in a couple days' time uh, as well, where we'll we'll be doing some deep dives on some stuff. Uh, And do check out his website, wolfpox.com, winterchristian.substack.com. You can buy his books and follow him on the socials. There's this story, Pope responds to African protests against gay blessings. Catholic bishops have rejected a recent Vatican declaration allowing an extra liturgical rite for same-sex couples uh and i was mentioning to this to some folks here in in mexico where mexico's you know largely catholic and it's it's funny they don't even know about this they don't even know that the pope blessed um same-sex quote marriages and and, um people just don't have a a a clue but what do you make of uh the africa pushing back well to me this is just sort of a logical
0: resistance the 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 catholic church is obviously not a unified global you know community it's got a lot of dissensions within it a lot of resistances pope francis is very controversial uh, very liberal very much about the the green agenda and all these types of things so this just the conflict itself to me is not particularly fascinating but i have been uh, doing my own research into why this kind of stuff is happening And one of the things that sort of unlocked my understanding of why Pope Francis is doing this is a book called In the Closet of the Vatican, Power, Homosexuality, and Hypocrisy. And it's actually a very interesting book because it's written by a gay Catholic guy who was a journalist who went right into the Vatican and developed all sorts of friendships and contacts with Bishops and archbishops and priests and monks and all sorts of things. They're firsthand journalism doing interviews. A lot of it is, you know, anonymous to protect the, the identity of the people, but they were coming out of the closet. They were admitting that they were gay in the Vatican and that it was basically a, a huge gay organization. I mean, it sounds like I'm mocking them or I'm making a joke, but it's the, the book is written from a sympathetic point of view saying, you know if there wasn't such a stigma around this these guys could just be open and then you wouldn't you know because they also have to weirdly be the most vocally anti-gay in order to shed any suspicions around them and to and they want to keep it all hush hush and so what Pope Francis is doing and he even talks about this in the book is he's trying to take the baby steps towards normalizing it so that there's not such internal strife and blackmail and conflicts within the Vatican. We, a couple of months ago, we talked about the, the orgy that the, at the one secret party that was going on where some male prostitute like died of a heart attack and they were trying to block the door so that he couldn't get the ambulance, couldn't get to him because it was so incriminating and weird stuff like this, you know, that's going on behind the scenes there. Um, And so theoretically what, Hope Francis is trying to do is to take away the stigma, normalize it and say it's valid is his term. Um, Not that it's, it's sanctioned and that it's uh, equal to straight marriage, but it's valid and you can bless it. And then maybe, I guess these guys could start to uh, come out of the closet and the Vatican could basically reveal itself to be a hive of unmarried, of course, because they're not allowed to be married uh, to a woman so you know it attracts these gay men who go in there and and guess what you're part of this system now that's totally set up established it's it's very old and and for that reason this story just is like you're seeing just the glimpses of this whole operation behind the scenes and i don't know what catholics make of it i assume they would be horrified if they if they heard about any of this stuff but um, you know, I'm not a Catholic. I certainly have uh, deep um, resentment against the Catholic Church as a Mennonite of, who they brutally murdered and tried to commit genocide of Mennonites, you know, for hundreds of years already. Um, so for me, this is just this is just interesting to see the way that they're handling an internal crisis. And then you've got this pushback from the African community saying, you know, don't go down this road.
2: Yeah, I, I want to play the woke game. So, hey, the, the, these are African, um, you know, people, uh, bishops protesting. Hey, we, we can't say that would be racist if we if we say um, anything. But you know, here it says Catholic bishops in Central Asia, including Kazakhstan, um, uh, have been pushing back, saying it's a contradiction of the Church's longstanding practice and doctrine. And Pope Francis says those who protest vehemently belong to small ideological groups and i'm just thinking like what what are you talking about He says a special case are africans for them homosexuality is something bad from a cultural point of view they don't tolerate um mr pope francis you know my my thing here is just like look why do you pretend if you don't want to be a catholic christian anymore then don't go do whatever it is you want to do but don't try to merge the words two worlds um together or pervert um you know Christianity, and there's a lot that can be said about Catholicism. I'm an ex-Catholic myself, but you know, here's a quote from Corinthians 1, 6, 8. It says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So this is from the Bible that the Pope is supposed to represent, right? He's the representative supposedly of, of Christ on earth. And the Bible says, you know, the righteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, um, you know, and in, in that I would include people um, having relations that are not married. You know um even straight people nor idolaters nor adulterers nor men who practice uh homosexuality nor thieves nor the greedy nor drunkards nor uh, revilers swindlers Uh, they will not inherit the kingdom of god so it's just like right there um terry it's just clear as day and i don't know what this guy is is doing and so you know any any other thoughts on that or we can um we got a couple minutes left uh, as well to discuss what's happening in um, israel uh, well, my my thoughts
0: on that is that um I think that in the coming green world order, if they want to have if if the Catholic Church wants to rebrand itself as being the the leader of the progressive movement, they're going to have to take major steps this way, and it's going to be interesting to see if there isn't almost a civil war within the Catholic Church as they uh, they have to uh, change their identity and try to shed off all the traditionalists and all the conservatives who exactly like you just said would would care about what the Bible says instead of just trying to be popular with. Liberal crowd, so that this could become much bigger if they actually get serious about that. But yes, let's talk about Israel. Um, it's got uh, this convention, um, a a convention which I don't know what it all covered, but it definitely covered Gaza and the war. And you had all these people coming up on stage. It's basically trying to like a rally sort of thing, and a lot of Israeli ministers from the government were there and they were dancing and they were celebrating what's going on in gaza and they were saying we the only way to secure gaza and to prevent conflict is to occupy it themselves and settle it and turn they had maps of gaza broken up into new towns uh with hebrew names that you know would be new cities for or new towns for israel you know so it's just complete replacement um of the population drive them out kill them whatever happens rebuild it build back better you know and and this is shocking a lot of people because it's showing that while the they're literally being taken to the international court of justice for genocide and the the court actually did say that they have to do more um that there is a potential genocide happening that meanwhile they're celebrating and saying yippee we're going to drive these people out and then we're going to occupy it ourselves so it's it's kind of you know tipping their hand, at least for these ministers who joined. And I don't see anybody at the high level denouncing them or saying that they reject this attitude. So um it's it's kind of shocking to see it in this climate with so little support from the international community, they're just doubling down on it, it seems like
2: it's you know very in your face. I think if any other country was to do something like this there'd be uh you know more hubbub um about it but um you know we did see what happened with uh Azerbaijan Nagorno Karabakh and Armenia they just you know they expelled the people and then that was it uh and so yeah I guess we're just gonna have to see what uh we we are going to find out what's what's going to happen um tough times uh Terry you'll be back with us um in a couple days but again um, we're, we're less than one minute to midnight. Tell us again where people can uh, go to find your stuff and how to support you. Yeah,
0: go to winterchristian.substack.com. Um, I do have paid options there. I, there's some people who are supporting me there. That's wonderful. Um, and wolfpox.com has links directly to my books. If people are interested in my books on
2: prophecy and all these things, uh, it's all at wolfpox.com. All right. Have a wonderful uh, week. We'll talk again soon. I've got Stuart J. Hooper coming up hour two. Be right back.